The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Hi, and uh, welcome to this, which is our second um, webinar in our 2017 Smart Building Series. Uh, and actually, I know, uh, you know, full disclosure that we had some bad technical problems. So I'm really sorry to uh, all the people uh, that were listening in live. But uh, yeah, it just, uh, I'm afraid the technology got the better of us and the Daniel's connection dropped out. But anyway, that doesn't matter uh, because we are going to still have a talk and we're going to record it and we're going to put it up online. Uh, and so you guys can still um, get hold of all of this information. Uh, so let's start. Uh, this yep. webinar is about making big data a reality in smart buildings. And I want to uh, welcome Daniel from Dexma. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Jim. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. So, yeah. And again, apologies to you. Sorry for, I don't know what happened. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We are going to carry on. Uh, I need to say a couple of things before we get started. Um, I need to say that I'm very pleased we have a new sponsor uh, called Project Haystack and really excited about this because they are a really good open source initiative and they're looking to standardize semantic data models for um, smart building services like A3C and lighting. And uh, it's, it's a really, uh, really, really important uh, issue. Uh, and I, this came up a lot at the conference I was at uh, earlier in the week about how we can connect and standardize information across all of these different services. And that is exactly what Project Haystack is about. So please go and look at their website, project-haystack.org. So that's it from me. Um, I want to say I've said hi to Daniel and I would just Basically, let's let's get started. So, Daniel, yeah, let um, perhaps just start by explaining uh, a little bit about Dexma and, and and who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm an energy engineer. I have around six years experience in in the energy efficiency sector. Uh, I've performed more than one thousand projects with my partners all over the world. And as a company, we are a software developer company, so we develop an energy management software, right? And we basically help our customers to reduce its energy consumption by facilitating or helping the analyze and detecting um, some inefficiencies into their buildings so they can dramatically reduce their energy bills. Great. So yeah, let's um, let's get started. I know the format for today is you want to give a presentation, and then what I think we can do is uh, is really have a Q and A, and we can get into some of the weeds and the detail about about what big data really means for buildings. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah, if I if I start with the presentation, well, basically I, I would like to first address to the audience with with a definition of big data, right? So for us, big data, it's like very ambiguous thing. And I found that, that definition from Dan Ariely that says big data, it's like teenage sex. Everyone talks about it. Nobody really knows how to do it. Everybody thinks everyone, everyone else is doing it. So everyone claims they do it, right? And it's always the same. So we've seen many companies, many big companies claim about big data. 
and about okay the benefit of it, right? But which which are the real benefits for big data in in, in smart buildings? And and that's the point for today's presentation. If we share a more uh, professional definition, we would say that big data is a very large volume of information coming from all different sources, normally in real time, so you have uh, to ingest a lot of information. And what is very important is that that information is in both structured or, or, or unstructured way, okay? So, and this is difficult, so this, this is a challenge for us because we have to work with different sources of data that comes from different periods, different frequencies, and we have to analyze going to deliver to, to the customers to solve their problems. If we talk about data, right, so how much data do we generate? Just an, an order of magnitude of how much information it's been generating. I took that slide because it's very cool to see every minute of the day, every minute of the world. For instance, there are uh, subscribers that are looking 77,000 hours of video in Netflix every minute. Or YouTube, it's, it's uploading 300 hours of new videos, so it's almost impossible to watch all the YouTube videos, you know? That's so cool. And all this amount of information is available on the, on the internet. And there are some companies that are starting to analyze this and to get some trends to proactively uh, provide you with new services, right? So why are big data analytics useful for? Basically for those two things here. The first one is that you can go from qualitative guesses to quantitative ones, right? So when you are into the, your board or you are talking with your colleague, you, you normally say, hey, I think most of my customers may need this and this, X and Y. But when once you have data and you analyze it, because if you have data but you don't analyze it, then it's like nothing, okay? But if you get benefit from that data, then you can tell like statements, hey, 65% of my customers are purchasing X and Y in the same order. So you can make a proof that, uh, that this, this particular object, so the X uh, object, it's, it's suitable to be sold together with the Y project, okay? Uh, or the other way around, so you can go from reactive to proactive things, right? Why you have to wait anymore until the pump is broken if you can be proactive and then uh, in advance tell to your maintenance staff that in 60 days or three months that pump will be broken so you can start doing the maintenance th things. Okay, so that's why big data is useful for. However, how does the smart building sector benefit from big data? Because it's a lot of information, but it's very ambiguous to find particular benefits from that. We found one, right? Talking about big data analytics, uh, we have that expectation, right? So we are like Tom Cruise in that famous film that it's playing around with the, the inf information that he has to detect the, the, the murders and the people who kills, right? That's not the reality. So we don't have that kind of screens at our offices. We have more or less that, that view here, which is not as sexy as the first one, but it's really important for our sector, right? So we have thousands of data. We, have, we create clusters. We play with algorithms. We create with hard statistics to, at the end of the day, check relationships, correlation, uh, causality, and, and many other statistical insights to provide value to people, okay? So as we have data in place, we can say that 99% of our current customers ask how much will I save, 
And this is the first question that all my customers, when I was starting pitching into the energy efficiency projects and try to convince people, they were always asking, okay, Daniel, your product is nice, uh, you, you are a very nice guy, but how much money will I save? And that's the first question that all we ask. And that's the holy grail. So how, how you know without even understand anything about the, the customer's uh, building or the customer's side, how much energy uh, they, they could save. We were first trying to refer to case studies, to previous case studies, like in their own sector, their own uh, city, whatever, but it's not really specific, so it's not quantitative, it's more qualitative, that, and we have big data to, to solve that. The main points, the main pain points in a smart building project, so when we are targeting customers and addressing to them, uh, I found those three pain points that I would like to share with the audience today. The first one is very typical, and customers want to know how much they can save, so the ROI, right, the return of investment, how much would, would that be? Customers don't want to invest money to know how much they can save, so they want to know it like for magic. Okay, uh, so don't don't talk them to install hardware to invest on hardware or invest on audits because they don't have budget. That's normal. And the other restriction is that okay, uh, as well we 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 want it quickly as possible, right? So maybe for tomorrow better than for next week. So and and that's the pain point. So what if we use big data technology to convince more customers and help more people to save energy so we make a more sustainable world, right? And we are comparing the two models. So we are building a new model, the big data model, that I will share you afterwards. But if we keep looking for a minute into a traditional model, how is that being solved since 60 years ago? So we have to perform on-site audits. Conclusions are delivered from 15 days to six months or even one year. It's one-shot analysis. You need high human resources because you need engineering going in detail to the field and to detect uh, potential efficiency uh, projects. And when you have portfolios, so if you are a landlord that you have more than 100 buildings, different countries, then you have to deal as well with many providers, and that's problems. And the cost, the cost is the key uh, driver for that kind of projects. It's around one euro per square meter. Okay, if we contrapose that or we uh, com, uh, compare this with big data model, which is our approach, then we can perform anonymous benchmarking, we can perform remote audits, the conclusions are very quick delivered, so in less than one day we can deliver our conclusions. It's a continuous analysis because it's very quick, so we can do the analysis again and again until the end of the days. And you need very low human resources because you are relying on software and on algorithms and on bots, right? So we are creating bots to help you on that. And the average cost dramatically dramatically drops down to less than one-tenth of it, right? So 10 cents per square meter. So it's very, very cheap. That's a big data model. So that's what we did with our product, and it's energy grader. No hardware, no outlet, just savings. But how we could do that? on how does it work from the customer point of view. So it's very easy. If you have just one building and you want to make it smarter, you can uh, log in into the, that website, energygrade.net. And then here it's a very quick form, a very quick user-friendly form that in less than three minutes you upload your bills. And in less than 72 hours we provide, we ensure that we provide you with that magic report, which is the comparison with your peers. And we try to analyze your building remotely. How do we do that? Or how could we do that? Well, the point is that 
basically we have a unique database, unique database in the market with around 50,000 buildings, 26 different activities that it's composed for more than 29 billion readings and 30 million square meters. That it's basically it's like a jungle of the energy efficiency, right? So we just need to go there, select the ones that are similar to you, that in addition they are the most efficient ones because are the ones that are starting to enroll in energy efficiency projects and then make clusters, compare with your pattern which ones are similar to you, then make some normalizations. In that step I can assure you that there is thousands of hours of work. Then once you have done the normalization then you you can refine your cluster and with those buildings those are the similar ones to you, are your peers from 50,000 different buildings in all over the world. We have an example here today, so I took that, that example, it's from a corporate building and we have that population of 895 buildings to compare with. So this is monthly consumption for all different buildings. So we have that kind of cloud of data from that cluster that are similar to you. So once we have this, then we get the percentile, 10%, then we get the median, and then we get you, right? So we have those three lines, and that's like magic, right? But if you have the data on the background to support this, then you can do that, okay? So that's the benefit of the energy grader, and that's the report that, that we are then showing. Um, so, how will your building get smarter with big data? So which is the clear benefit to use big data in the energy efficiency project? Well, basically, somehow you can calculate the energy efficiency potential. You can compare your consumption patterns and prices versus your peers anonymously, and the results are very, very quick. So we are avoiding those frictions, those three pain points frictions, and that's so, so, so cheap, right? At the, at the very cheap uh, model. But what if I have a portfolio of locations, which is where you really scale the project and you really get the most of it, right? So we have an energy grader platform as well, which is really, really cool because what we have, it's we help you to detect where to invest your money before even setting foot in your building, right? Because you put your data there. You don't need even to upload the bills. We gather the bills automatically with our bots, okay? And every month we say, hey, look, you should be focusing your efforts in those 10 buildings from your portfolio of 500. For, forget about the other 480-something buildings, okay? So just get on those 10 buildings that month. And then you start looking around, and it's like a detection uh, system that allows you to filter and to make some filtering to start playing with your different buildings at scale. This is the big data uh, vision of the energy efficiency. But you can do that once you have thousands of millions of information to support in your database. And as a Dexma, as a company, we have it and we want to share it with, with the world. Right, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Is that, um, yeah. that's it, right? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just would like to add that if anyone is interested in to know more, so you can contact Dexma or contact me directly, so we can start building their, their, their own project based mm. on big data. Yeah, okay. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to jump in a little bit um, and ask some questions about this product and Energy Grader because yeah. obviously that's quite, um, it's quite, you know, profound collecting all of that information from, you know, 50,000 buildings. Um, mm. Oh, it's interesting when you when you mentioned sort of about the normalization, right? Because you want to compare specific buildings with specific buildings, um, yeah. and you you said obviously that a lot of work had gone into that. Um, maybe could you talk a little bit about um, the process of how you yeah absolutely how you do that. Yeah, so the, the first thing that you need to take into account when you're trying to normalize, so from that step here where we have just a pattern, the next step where we normalize the pattern, which, uh, which modifications we are performing here. So the first one is very important and it's regarding the position in, in the glove. You know, so that building, it's located in Barcelona, yeah. but uh, to get the most of it, I should be able to compare with other buildings located in Canada or somewhere else, right? And from the energy efficiency point of view, there is a, a tool that we use that it's heating and cooling degree days, okay? Mm. So we use that information to normalize, to, wet, to, to normalize weather-wise the, the, your, your streamline of consumption, your baseline. But as well, we are applying different other meta information. For instance, what kind of facade do you have? So if it's more brick facade or glass facade, you know, mm. or when the building was built. So we have all of this information, all of these dimensions inside our database, and then the cluster algorithms analyze all of them and takes the most relevant drivers for your building. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I see you also uh, mentioned uh, 29 billion readings. So um, can you maybe talk about what these different readings are? Where are you pulling the information yeah. from? Uh, and I know from, you know, from talking to people how difficult that is, right? Because one of the huge challenges of, of getting information out of buildings is that there's just all of these different types of systems and, uh, and uh, providers and suppliers who all talk different languages. So it'd be interesting to hear about that. Yeah, exactly. At Dexma, since 2010 that we started with our energy management software, we had very clear one, one particular thing about the scalability. So if we wanted to be one of the software leaders in the market, we, we had to ensure the scalability for our customers and then the integrability with different systems. Because when you launch, you think that everything is a standard, so there's one single protocol and just working with that protocol that mainly in that field, it's two of them, it's Modbus and Mbus protocols, then you are like the king of the market. And that's, that's, that's not true. So every single project is a new challenge because it has different BMS from a different brand, from Schneider, Siemens, uh, whatever, different, different brands. So we, we have a very strong team of, that it's uh, strongly focused on integrations and for the, the projects that we are monitoring, so we are taking data in real time with our energy management software, then we are providing the integrations that they need to get the data. Normally, when we talk about real time in, in energy efficiency projects, it depends on the country, but normally it's every quarter. 
So we get information four times per hour. In the United Kingdom, normally it's every half an hour, and in France, it's every 10 minutes, okay? So for Dextel Energy Manager, which is our energy management software, it works with real-time data, so it's not the greater one, but uh, we install sensors, or the customers install sensors on the field. Any sensors that they want, we make it compatible, and we, get the, we, we take that information in real-time to our, to our single databases of unique database right okay so so the inf so those 29 billion readings include uh can you give me an example of you know what type of readings they would include yeah so mainly are el electrical what el electrical re related readings like kilowatt hours for energy active energy consumption but we have as well loads we have as well reactive uh energy uh, we have exported energy for the projects that they are becoming more sustainable and they are producing their own energy as well. And we have as well other energy sources like gas, water, thermal energy, diesel, but mainly 80% it's uh, related to electricity, which is the, the, the most sexist uh, way to start doing energy efficiency, right? Yeah, okay. So also, um, I have a question uh, related to, uh, you know, the amount of data. Um, it'd be interesting sort of to, to get your opinion on, you know, is it better just to collect all of the data you can and then, and then normalize and then, you know, work with it? Because I think, and again, like, uh, this has came up. I mentioned a, a conference earlier um, and, and there were people talking, of course, about, about the collection of of, of, of data, uh, and there were some statistics, you know, around ninety percent of the data actually not being in inverted commas useful, right? But but are, but you know, where are? What is your opinion on that? What what do you think? Um, is it still worth collecting that data? Well, I think that at, at the very beginning, as a, as a customer, you mean, or, or as an energy efficiency software developer company? Uh, yeah, no, first as, as the customer. Okay, as a customer, at the very beginning, you are you are very lost, right? So you don't know what you need, <laughs> and, and, and that's my experience. So as a customer, when, when you start installing hardware, what you want is everything. Because uh, you maybe did an on-site audit, but the on-site audit was not very specific. So you install a hardware that costs you, I don't know, 1,000 pounds or 1,000 euros and you want it all. Mm. Everything that you can get as maximum. Then uh, from that point in time, uh, until you start un, uh, taking some information about your building, then it's where you start to, to reject some of the data. Normally, for, for my experience as a software company, what I see is that customers, they take the energy consumption, so that's like the, 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 the most important parameter, so kilowatt hours, mm. uh, either in electricity, gas, water, in any, any single source. And in many times, the low demand, because then you have penalties on that and the reactive energy as well due to the penalties issue. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, that it depends. So, for instance, if if you are working in a in a very in detail industry project within industrial processes, and you are measuring, for instance, the thermal energy, then you maybe need the enthalpy 
or the temperature difference, so the outlet temperature and the inlet temperature. But that depends really on the retrofit that you are providing and how you would measure that to really ensure that you are saving energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I thought about as well with regard to this sort of collection of data, and actually they use the term data lake, which, which I thought was quite interesting because it speaks to, uh, or, or at least is a metaphor for, you know, this kind of data collection of just putting everything mm. into one large database. Um, exactly. Yeah, is is that of course the goal here is to be energy efficient, but if we are mm. if we are collecting too much database or too much data, that all has to be stored somewhere. That's stored in a data center somewhere, right? It all requires um, uh, energy. E exactly. Right. So so is there? There's also a payback there, right? That 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 there is energy required to store all of this information. Yeah, well, what 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 I can say here is that Dexma, it's 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 uh, that's that's something that really imports us. So we are using uh, mainly data centers that they say that they are be buying green energy, right? So what we are doing, okay, so from end to end, we are so efficient, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, I, I think the, the the other the other interesting thing that that I've thought about as well is, you know, that with smart buildings, definitely the 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 thing that that is 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 most interesting to owners and operators, and um, it is the energy efficiency piece. Hmm. But but I think of or hope that smart buildings. Are, are about more than that. You know, they're about also trying to provide um, good, efficient uh, workplaces, uh, and actually, you know, not just not just delivering efficiency, but also increasing productivity and um, and delivering delivering better environments for for, for humans. You know, we spend ninety percent of our time in buildings. We want to make them as as best as possible. Absolutely. What, what do you see as moving forward? You know, are we going to get beyond just talking about energy efficiency? Uh, and if so, how does big data play into that? Well, my my opinion here, as as uh, work work experience, we are we're working a lot with FMs, which are the facility managers, mm. and the grader as well. It's a platform intended for them to to easy or to facilitate their their daily tasks so trying to decide to which building they they had to act but for instance for facility managers the the, the main reason to start doing energy efficiency it's first because of cost reduction of course yeah but then it's because as part of the bonus they they have like happiness kpis with with their employees because it's a guy that basically it's been hired to to help people to do their best into their job positions, not in terms of motivation, but in terms of, okay, so it has to be comfortable, the chair has to be comfortable enough, ergonomical, uh, the, the weather conditions inside your office, and so on. Uh, at that point in time, what they prefer is to work with control issues, right? So control systems, and that's what we are working as well with them, but it's not with big data, it's with the small data in that case. Right, 
So small data, it's, it's the opposite of big data in, in, in the terms that you are getting. Uh, just, for one, just for one single building, you're getting like, I don't know, uh, 100 signals, okay? Mm. But then you are acting continuously on those 100 signals, okay? But without taking into account what happens into the building next to, because it's not predicted. You can take into account what happens with the weather conditions, with the forecasting, weather, temperature, humidity, and so on. But just taking into account your weather and then putting in uh, an, an, an intelligent control uh, system with the small data. Yeah, and that's an interesting term, small data, right? So wh where do you draw the line? Like, where does big data start and small data stop? Well, uh, it's, it's like very... It's, it's like in the cloud, right? So when everybody moves into the cloud, so what's the cloud meaning? So it, it's, it's not there at border, like says, okay, this is small data, this is big data. With, uh, it, big, big data, it's, an, it's a term that, it's, it's a marketing term, right? So yeah. uh, it's, it's something that big corps, they, they, they acquire as new technology, but at the end of the day, it's information that you have to analyze. The fact is that now we have uh, very quick computers that they can analyze this information quicker than 10 years ago and cheaper, okay? And that's why big data came, because you can now have access to a lot of information and to analyze it quicker, to make quick analysis and to get insights to make good decisions. That's the point. Uh, when it's big data and when it's small data, I'm, I'm not the, the guy maybe to to tell you about that, right? Mm. But if, if you want to work with smart buildings, what I can say is that you you have to work with both of them. Yeah, and it's then about how you store, interpret, and uh, analyze that, and what you do with it, of mm -hmm. course, to make to make the right decisions. Exactly, because data just to have data, it's 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 useless. Mm. So I can I can just send you like thousands of millions of data readings, but if you don't have the tools to analyze this, it's like useless. Mm. What you need is strong databases, but then strong scientific people that uh, goes in detail and then an analyzes the patterns and get the insights. And this is money, and this is resources, and this is investment for your com company. Right, and, and, and for you guys, what is the challenge for um being able to visualize this kind of stuff. I mean, how much time and effort have you put into the the analytics piece, right? Of actually trying to interpret this data and, and present it in a way that, that that people can understand. Yeah, we've been we've been working in a project such as the Energy Radar since 2015, so it's almost two years right now. But it's a continuous project, so it it hasn't uh, finished yet. So we are constantly learning. On how to make it better, we are growing into the Dexel Energy Manager, so we are getting every day more and more information to complete our database and to make it smarter. And that's the way, right? So we we have a very uh, intense uh, in, investment um, roadmap for the following years. We will invest more than five million euros on this, and this is a technology that we think that will help people to detect quicker where to focus on, and is really helping people to reduce their, their, their consumptions. Hmm. Um, one thing we haven't talked about is perhaps the impact of um, 
machine learning and um, well, I guess the, the the term also artificial intelligence. Mm. You know, can how do you see that um, impacting on uh, the buildings and the built environment over the next few years? Yeah, in fact, that's that's a really great question. Uh, we are we are as well working in that way. We have opened a research line for this because could you could you imagine maybe a way that you don't even have to go inside the website to detect buildings? It's just a chat bot that tells you about this. That that would be impressive, right? So every day, as an, an energy manager, you you just should ask him, "Hey, James, uh, which are my best buildings?" or which are the buildings that I should focus on this week. And he will have all the information, he has all your historical data, and he just tells you, hey, just go to that one, that one, that one, and perform this and this and this retrofit. But even more, if he has your agenda of contacts, he can set up meetings, and he can really speed up your day-to-day your -day tasks. So you can avoid all of the administration issues that you have and just uh, focus on make decisions. That is why we are engineers and we are being trained for, and and we foresee at Dexma that kind of evolution, right? So instead of working in a small minor task that doesn't really add a lot of value, uh, just have a platform where where you can save tons of time and you can scale your projects using artificial intelligence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we. There's a couple of anecdotes. Uh, sorry, bear with me. I know this. <laughs> uh, I, I promise it's worth it. That I had recently um, about sort of the impact of very simple things on uh, you know on, on people's behaviour and energy efficiency. Um, that, mm -hmm. for example, putting a just a very simple um, uh, representation in a in the lobby of a building of energy usage. Can affect people's um, uh, hmm. the uh, the way that they use that they use energy. Yeah, uh, you know, even as much as ten percent. Uh, that that that's what I heard. Uh, but and also hmm. uh, on a on a home level, um, someone who had who had put sort of energy efficiency um, uh, software into or and hardware into someone's home. And that didn't mm -hmm. change their behavior. But when they started um, broadcasting that to uh, their friends on via social media, that mm -hmm. really did impact, that really made them uh, change their behavior because people could see it. And, uh, and I just wondered what your thoughts were on how things like, um, you know, obviously what you're doing here, benchmarking different buildings against each other and uh, and looking at the behavior, but also uh, perhaps even gamifying this, you know, uh, making it more, making something like this competitive uh, uh, and trying to tap into people's behavior. Is that, is that something that, that, that you think could have value? Yeah, sure. In fact, for, for Dexel and Energy Manager, we've done many projects in ed educational sector where we've stressed kind of test that, that kind of behavioral improvements, uh, such as, for instance, the, the importance of the grand, green, orange, and the red sticks into the switchers, in stickers, into the switchers when, when you are accessing to your classrooms, right? So we, we have 
work on that into it's it's more like going it's it's fusioning energy efficiency plus empathy of your customers and yeah their their behavioral and and it's not just making a trainings because uh, most of my partners they they think that making a train or try to improve the behavior of people it just uh, sit them down into a classroom for two hours present a powerpoint that's all and I always tell them, no, you should ask them uh, which ideas do they have to improve their energy efficiency consumption because it's something that then, and afterwards, it's something that came from them and, and they kind of think that this is, that that ideas are their ideas. Right. So they are far, far more engaged than any other idea that you could provide to them because then if that succeeds, it's their succeed. You know, it's their, it's their, it's their profit as well, right? So yeah, in, engaging people is so important. Putting uh, screens with a digital signage, people say that has a lot of impact. What it demonstrates me during these years is that talking with the staff management or with the guy that closes the building has a higher impact too. Because what people doesn't realize is that, okay, as a customers of a building, do you have do you really have impact in your energy consumption or not because if you can't switch on or switch off any light uh, then it's then it's not necessary for you to show me which is your consumption I mean it's cool for sure and we are so green and so sustainable that if if you wouldn't really to to empower people then provide them the power to really switch on and switch off loads yeah, I think that's a um, really interesting point about engaging people uh, and taking ownership of an idea, right? That um, that, that, that really invests people in, a, in, in what they're doing, and that's what we need. I think we need more engagement with end users in buildings. Mm -hmm. So I guess I had a couple of questions to finish off. Um, you know, where... Where does this? Where is this going to take us? Where is big data in buildings going to take us? So, if you put on your, you know, your your, if you looked in your crystal ball and could see the future, where do you think that in five years, um, the impact of big data is? What's it going to lead to in buildings? Well, who knows, right? So, uh, if 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 we go back like five years, uh, we've we've never heard about the net zero and energy buildings or power storage, and now it seems so familiar to us, right? Mm. Or the electrical car that finally seems to be boosting thanks to Tesla. So I think that we need a lot of innovation there. Uh, big big data, it's 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 a excellent technology to start from, but we need others innovations to come and to help us to drive this technology forward and to really make some actions using big data, right? So everything will be interconnected. So we are all listening about the Internet of Things. So any single uh, washer machine will have their Internet access uh, and everything in your house will have Internet access and will report data consumption, will be interconnected, that's for sure. However, uh, which will be the software layers on top of that and which will be the feature, who knows? If I would have that glass wall, I won't tell you because then <laughs> that's going to be like my, my business, you know? 
No, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, sure. I'm very excited about the, the energy efficiency. So 10 years ago, energy efficiency wasn't sexy as it is right now. Uh, prices weren't as high as they are right now. And, but we're, we're seeing that every day, right? So electricity is rising up and all the other different sources are rising up as well. So gas is rising up, the coal is rising up, nuclear, there are some countries that are against nuclear power. And that lands us with a renewable walls scenario and who knows what will happen there. For sure that data will be there because they did something that we discovered and we really like it. Uh, we really like to know what happens every day, every second, everywhere and how we can interconnect that. So for instance, one of one of the applications for that would be the demand response, but not for just big companies, but as well for your home, right? So if the utility needs some extra demand and you are using your HVC system, then they can switch off this remotely just for five minutes and you don't even realize that you have switched off your, your HVC system, right? So it's kind of those uh, features that are coming that we're working on it, but it's natural energy buildings, demand response, uh, detect massively your potential savings. So it's a lot of issues, a lot of features that, that would be coming. Okay. Absolutely. So similar question, but I want, um, but it related to your product and, and the company. So where do you see energy grader um, moving in the next five years? Like what, what, well, my, my objective when I started with this, it just, okay, we have a beautiful database that I think that we can help a lot of people with, okay? Uh, just avoid frictions, avoid hardware friction, avoid on-site audit friction. Uh, let's start analyzing in, a, in a, maybe it's not as accurate as going there on-site for sure, but it gives you a very good first estimation of your savings and it helps you to start really quick with your energy efficiency project. So in less than one, two days, you are set up and running. And this is something that wasn't there with any other software in, in that market, you know? As well for SMEs, it's so important. So SMEs are the long tail, apart from households, okay, that we don't work in the household sector, but SMEs are the long tail and are millions of millions of SMEs all over the world, and they, we, we, we have to untap their potential to save energy, right? So we are, we're working basically for a sustainable world. We have data, we know how to take the insights of it to share it with other people. And this is how the whole the grader will be growing, we hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a very good point. There's a lot of small, medium-sized businesses out there. Um, and I guess sustainability and energy efficiency isn't... Uh, top of their agenda like you know I run a small business so I know that um, exactly. but that doesn't mean that um, you know if we can make it easier then um, for people for small businesses medium-sized businesses to uh, understand what with their energy they're using then I think we could they can be engaged and um, as a society we can save more energy and have better buildings yeah thank you Think it like, for instance, like 10 years ago, many of those SMEs, they even had a website, you know? So the marketing online was even existing for them. They, they were just publishing some ads into the newspapers mm -hmm. and that's all. So that, that was their marketing. So the marketing evolved, right?
but 50 years ago they, they even were thinking to have a marketing department on on the companies so the companies change and companies shifts and companies evolves that right and the energy will start becoming a more important part of uh, of your 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 um, your um, your business exactly yeah yeah really interesting well this kind of brings us um, to the end of like, my questions um, and it's, it's obviously annoying the fact that uh, you know the technology didn't work for us earlier uh, so <laughs> we couldn't take you know I've not been we've not been able to take questions from the audience and I know we usually do get some good questions so uh, that that's uh, that's unfortunate uh, so um, to try and sort of you know mitigate that a little bit, if people want to ask you questions, how can they get hold of you? Well, just uh, follow us on Twitter or on uh, LinkedIn at yeah at or or to our our mind profile as well, or send me an email at the UTGS UTGES at dexmatech.com. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So sure. it's very easy. <laughs> and you know, if they want to find out more about the, this product, Energy Grader, or some of the things, the things you're doing, um, are you publishing case studies about this? Where yeah, you can you can start trying it for free to our energygrader.net website, which is here. Okay. Okay. And then just contact me for have access to the portfolio product. Okay, so they can try it out for free. Exactly. Wow, that's brilliant. So yeah, go and do that then, everybody, because uh, definitely something that, uh, worth testing. Uh, and I need to say a couple of things before we finish. Obviously, thanks to uh, to Daniel. Actually, it was a really interesting conversation. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I just want to say thanks for taking the time. And um, sorry that uh, we had a technical issue earlier on but never mind that's that's life i guess uh also need to say uh thank you again to our um new sponsor project haystack and uh, i would encourage people to go and check out their website project haystack.org they're doing some really interesting things with uh open source uh, and trying to standardize semantic data models and that is something that is um really important in the industry at the moment so we can start uh, improving connectivity and integration and also just to say sorry to uh, everybody earlier who um, who got cut off and you know we weren't able to uh, to do the uh, the webinar live but uh, Daniel's told you what his email address is and uh, please feel free to contact him and ask him questions uh, and yes, of course, we've recorded this, so it's going to be online, and I will make sure that we put up the presentation online as well. So yeah, thank you very much. And uh, last thing uh, is we will be holding another webinar next month, and it's going to be on wireless communications in buildings. And we've got a really good speaker, um, a guy called Nick Hun, who is a uh, well-known expert in uh, wireless communication. He's run startups, he's worked for big companies, and uh, he really knows a lot about wireless and the application of, of wireless communication in buildings. So um, please um, sign up to our uh, email uh, newsletter and you'll get information about when that's going to be. 
So, Jet, just remains to me to say thank you to Daniel. I really appreciate you taking yeah, the time today. It's been a totally pleasure for from my side. So good. It's been it's been really good to be here with you. Great. Thanks again. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.